Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good. It's 2023. It is 5:50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we come to you once again from the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. 
as we get set to bring you episode number 351 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we will be, re- <coughs> excuse me, as we will be reviewing everything, of course, that took place in the world of wrestling, pop culture, and also here in the radio network. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. We will also, of course, talk about any updates that we have, of course, for either the New Japan Battle in the Valley event or, of course, and or the Elimination Chamber event uh, before the before the night is over with, if we have anything available. And we will also bring you some other wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID... <coughs> 141364 pound and press that one ladies and gentlemen if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here of course this evening <coughs> it is now 5 51 p.m eastern standard time of course as we said this is saturday february 18th 2023 good to have you here of course here with us here tonight for power hour episode 351 of course a big t- big night of wrestling here of course, with, of course, the offerings being made tonight from both New Japan Pro Wrestling and also, of course, WWE. So I hope you get an opportunity to check out one or both of them. And of course, <clears throat> we would also like to hear your personal, of course, thoughts and opinions about any of the action, of course, that will be taking place here tonight. Where, of course, <clears throat> as far as Battle in the Valley is concerned, of course, 10 great matches including, of course, Kazuchika Okada defending the, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi, and the debut of Mercedes Monet, who, of course, we remember in WWE as Sasha Banks, will be taking on Kari Sane for the IWGP Women's Championship, among some other great matches. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Elimination Chamber here tonight, of course, five big-time matches as, of course, we have, we'll have two Elimination Chamber matches, one for the United States Championship, plus also the other, the other ladies and gentlemen, will be an opportunity for a chance to, to, to <clears throat> uh, uh, challenge Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania 39. Also, of course, keep in mind the mixed tag matches, Edge and Beth Phoenix will be taking on uh, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley, who, of course, we now know is Rio Ripley because Ripley is actually a man. Uh, <clears throat> and also, of course, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Brock Lesnar taking on Bobby Lashley. And, of course, in his home country in Montreal, Sami Zayn will make, will make, of course, another big-time challenge, of course, to uh, <clears throat> the so-called uh, head, head of the table, of course, uh, or, of course, as we refer to him, as the rear end of the table, Roman Reigns, of course, for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. <clears throat> and, of course, obviously, the winner of that will no doubt, of course, be the one facing Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. 
since, of course, Cody did earn that opportunity at, of course, uh, <clears throat> the Royal Rumble. So, of course, we got a lot of action here tonight. Of course, 15 matches total here. But I'm sure some some action-packed uh, uh, happenings will, of course, take place at both shows. Of course, uh, Battle in the Valley taking place in San Jose, California, as well as, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Elimination Chamber taking place in, like I said, Sami Zayn's hometown, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. With that being said here, folks, let's just go ahead and get right to the action here as we, of course, will start things off with our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report for today, February the 18th. And, of course, we do have <coughs> uh, as we have, of course, ladies and gentlemen, your wrestling portion to start things off, and here we go. On the state of 1985, Leilani Kai defeated Wendy Richter for the WWF Women's Title at Madison Square Garden at WWF's The War to Settle the Score house show. Richter would get a rematch for the title a month later at the very first WrestleMania where she was accompanied to the ring by 80s pop icon and a New York native, Cindy Lauper. On a state in 1989, Mildred Burke, one of the most fabled women's wrestlers of all time, sadly passed away after a stroke. She was 73 years old. <clears throat> on a state in 1991, during an interview during an interview segment at the TV tapings for WWF Superstars of Wrestling in Orlando, then WWF champion Sergeant Slaughter was asked to be a part of the of the creative to build his WrestleMania. Seven feet with Hulk Hogan to burn the American flag. Slaughter, who was portraying an Iraqi sympathizer at the time, refused to, refused the creative and suggested to burn a Hulk Hogan T-shirt on the segment instead. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, despite, of course, his character in the WWF at the time, uh, you, he could not ignore, of course, his his, of course, uh, his 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 deep down love, of course, for America. So. Obviously, he that's why he made that appearance, and that actually seemed to work out a little bit better. On this date, <clears throat> in 1993, Kerry Von Erich sadly passed away at the age of 33. He was part of the legendary Von Erich family and worked for his father's promotion, World Class Championship Wrestling. He held over 40 championships in various promotions and feuded in single and tag team competition against the likes of Ric Flair, King Kong Bundy, Jerry the King Lawler, and the Fabulous Freebirds. Von Erich joined the WWF in December of 1990 and defeated Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam that same year. His only WrestleMania appearance was against Dino Bravo at WrestleMania 7 in Los Angeles in 1991. The Von Erichs were inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by Michael Hayes the night before the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania held in Houston, Texas. Of course, a, a representative of the Von Erich family was, I believe, was the lone was the lone uh, member of the Von Erich wrestling clan, uh, Kevin Von Erich. Sat on, on this day in 1995, of course, a lot of passings. Of course, we said first Mildred, Mildred Burke and then Kerry Von Erich. And now, ladies and gentlemen, on this day in 1995, Eddie Gilbert sadly passed away after a heart attack at his home in Puerto Rico at the age of 33 years old, the same age as Kerry Von Erich. <clears throat> On this date in 1996, Bret Hart retained the WWF title against Diesel in the main event steel cage match 
of In Your House 6 from Louisville, Kentucky. This was the first ever pay-per-view in which the WWF had produced had produced in the month of February, and it was at this event that Kevin Nash handed in his 90-day notice to leave for WCW. Elsewhere on the card, Shawn Michaels defeated Owen Hart to hold on to his WrestleMania title opportunity. The newly turned babyface Yokozuna picked up a DQ victory over the British Bulldog after a run-in from Vader. Razor Ramon defeated the 1-2-3 kid in a crybaby match, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley pinned Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I am not 100% sure if we have this match in the um, video vault yet or not, but we will have it, of course, on standby. If we do, we, we will, we will, we won't, then I will, we will, of course, definitely pull this match up. But if we do not, then we will definitely post it in the video vault. <clears throat> On this date in 1996, one night after losing the WCW TV championship to Lex Luger, Johnny B. Bad, who, of course, we remember also as Mark Merrow, regained the title in Norfolk, Virginia. On this day in 2001, Scott Steiner retained the WCW World Heavyweight title against Kevin Nash in the main event of WCW Super, Bowl, Super Brawl Revenge in Nashville, Tennessee in a two-out-of-three Falls Count Anywhere retirement match. This would be the penultimate WCW pay-per-view event. Of course, in other words, I think it'd be one of, the, one of the last ones to actually WCW pay-per-views to come out before they eventually would go under. On a day in 2002 in Chicago on Monday Night Raw, Stone Cold Steve Austin issued a challenge to the NWO. The Rock challenged Hollywood Hogan to a match at WrestleMania 18, and Triple H defeated Kurt Angle in the main event to regain his WrestleMania undisputed title match opportunity against Chris Jericho. On a state in 2003, Brock Lesnar defeated Charlie Haas, Sheldon Benjamin, and Kurt Angle in a gauntlet match at the SmackDown taping in Justin's neck of the woods, Indianapolis, Indiana. Earlier on the card, the Cruiserweight title changed hands when Chavo Guerrero won a Cruiserweight Open and and <clears throat> including, of course, that also included defending champion Gregory Helms. <clears throat> On the same 2007, John Cena and Shawn Michaels defeated Batista and The Undertaker in the main event of No Way Out in Los Angeles. On the same 2008, WWE announced that the legendary Ric Flair would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame the night before uh, <clears throat> WrestleMania 24 that April. He was the first active wrestler to be announced as an inductee. Now, I'm not sure. I don't think we have posted this yet, so we will get it in the video vault as soon as possible. On this day in 2011, on the 600th episode of SmackDown, Dolph Ziggler was awarded the vacant WWE World Heavyweight title after it had been stripped from Edge the previous week. However, he was forced to wrestle Edge for the title, and he lost the match back and he lost the title back to the former champion that night. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this is apparently, all with, um, <clears throat> of course, obviously, this was obviously all done by Vicky Guerrero. So apparently she was actually stepping up saying that she was now the general manager until, of course, Teddy Long did return. And then once again, of course, uh, of course, announced that he that he had never lost that power and obviously they had a match of course here right away and of course <clears throat> uh edge did regain the belt of course over Dolph Ziggler 
And then, of course, Teddy Long came back out, and he, I believe he actually fired Dolph Ziggler. And, of course, it was kind of also kind of funny uh, that, uh, that Dolph Ziggler would not leave the ring, and he actually even had the big show come out there and carry and knock out Ziggler and carry him away from the ring. I was saying 2013 on an episode of Raw, WWE champion The Rock unveiled the new championship belt that would replace the spinner belt design. Of course, that belt, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you remember, uh, if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, that belt, of course, had been active since, of course, I think for, for like eight years before that. Of course, when John Cena, of course, uh, after John Cena had beaten, beaten JBL at WrestleMania 21 to, uh, <clears throat> to pick up the WWE title and replace, of course, that belt, which used to be the undisputed belt, with, of course, what we know as the Spinner Championship. And eventually, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this belt was obviously retired after about an eight-year tenure. On the state in 2015, ladies and gentlemen, Nelson Frazier, best known for his work in the WWF as Mabel, Viscera, and even Big Daddy V, sadly passed away as well at the age of 43. Um, as we said, four different wrestling superstars, uh, the legendary Mildred Burke, uh, also, as we said, Kerry Von Erich, Eddie Gilbert, and now, of course, uh, the man that we, of course, remember as Mabel, Viscera, I am not sure, ladies and gentlemen, if we have this uh, video here of a, of a WWE playlist of some of his great, of Viscera's greatest moments. Uh, we will double check that and see, ladies and gentlemen. And if we do, uh, we will dis we will disregard this. But if we don't, we will post this in the video vault. On this date, ladies and gentlemen, 2017, and yet another passing. This is the fifth one. Ivan Koloff, better known as the Russian Bear, sadly passed away at the age of 74. He became a one-time WWF World Heavyweight Champion by defeating Bruno San Martino for the title in Madison Square Garden in early 1971. <clears throat> and on this date, ladies and gentlemen, 2018, Kaylee Ray, who some people may know now as Alba Fire, but of course I still like to call her Kaylee Ray, defeated Millie McKenzie for the Defiant Women's title at Defiant Chain Reaction in Manchester, England. Now, we have, of course, several birthdays here today. Technically, we have five, but one of them, two of them, of course, are uh, female competitors, and I believe they are twins. And no, we're not talking about the Bellas, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today, of course, uh, we do wish a very happy, let's see, a, yes, happy 35th birthday today to both Hannah and Holly Blossom. Also, we want to wish a very happy 43rd birthday to Japanese superstar Hideki Suzuki. We want to wish a very happy <clears throat> 68th birthday today to, of course, one half of the team known as the, fab the, the, fabul the Fabulous Rougeos, of course, Raymond Rougeau, who, of course, brother Jacques would be better become known as I guess I could say it since the man is not here, the Mountie, and of course, <clears throat> because if the if the man who the one whom I'm talking about was here, he would actually be playing that theme. 
And also, ladies and gentlemen, today would have been the, let me see, make sure I have this right, the 105th birthday of WWE Hall of Famer, Classy Freddie Blassie. So happy birthday to the Blossom Twins, Hannah and Holly, as well as Hideki Suzuki, Raymond Rougeau, and the late Classy Freddie Blassie today. And we will, of course, talk about this. We will bring this up, of course, here this coming Monday on WCWS Raw Radio. And now here's your pop culture history and birthday report here for today. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that we will present this as always in the same fashion that we present it every Wednesday evening on WCWS Outside the Ropes. On a state in 1519, Hernan Cortez leaves Cuba for the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico with 11 ships and 500 men. On a state in 1678, John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress is published in Holborn, London by Nathaniel Ponder. On a state in 1861, King Victor Emmanuel II of Sardinia becomes the first king of Italy. On a state in 1885, Mark Twain publishes The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, of course, in the United States. On a state in 1917, the first major strike of the Russian February Revolution starts at the giant Potilov factory in Petrograd. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. I apologize if I did not. And on the state in 2014, the Ukrainian Revolution of 2014 begins as protesters, riot police, and unknown shooters take part in violent events in the capital, Kiev, culminating after five days in the ouster of President Viktor Yanukovych. Today, in movie, one moment from movies and television history, on this day in 1952, the fourth annual Emmy Awards takes place. It's the first time the awards were presented based on their nation on nationwide basis, as of course the Red Skeleton Show, and as well as uh, legendary comedian Sid Caesar and uh, Imogene Coca, another legendary comedian, would win at this event. Today in music history on this date in 1735, the first opera was performed in America, which was Flora in Charleston, South Carolina. And then in sports history on this date in 1981, 20-year-old Edmonton center Wayne Gretzky becomes the first player in NHL history to score five career hat tricks before the age of 21, scores five goals and two assists in in, in a 9-2 Oilers home win against St. Louis. On a state in 1930, U.S. astronomer Clyde Tombaugh discovers Pluto, which, of course, later on, would they would no longer classify as a planet, believe it or not. Some birthdays to speak of here today. Ken Shu Hang was born on this date in 259 B.C. He would pass away in 210 B.C. Alexandria Volta uh, would, was born on this date in 1745. He would pass away in 1827. Andre Bre- Andre Breton was born on the state in 1896. He would pass away in 1966. Enzo Ferrari, of course, hint, of course, his last name, of course, the car obviously named after him, was born on the state in 1898. He would pass away in 1988. And legendary uh, poet Tony Morrison was born on the state in 1931. She would pass away in 2019. Some other birthdays to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. 
Fazel Mahmoud was born on this date in 1927. He would pass away in 2005. Uh, Yoko Ono, who, of course, remember, was, of course, uh, married to, of course, the late John Lennon. Today turns 90 years old. Legendary actor John Travolta turns 69. And, of course, uh, legendary rapper Dr. Dre today turns 58 years old. On the stage in 1685, Fort St. Louis is established by a Frenchman at Matagordia Bay, thus forming the basis for Francis' claim to Texas. Some weddings to speak of on the stage in 1922. Football player George Hallis, who was 27 at the time, would marry Minnie Bushing. On the stage in 1937, <coughs> actress Mary Astor, who was 30 at the time, would marry Phil. Film editor Manuel De Campo, who was 23 at the time in Yuma, Arizona. And on the state in 1940, molecular biologist Francis Crick, who was 23 at the time, would marry Ruth Doreen Dodd. They would ha divorce, however, seven years later in 1947. Some passings, of course, in history. Uh, Kubla Khan passed away on the state in 1294. Martin Luther passed away on the state in 1546. Michelangelo passed away in, on the state in 1564. George Dayton passed away on the state in 1938. Robert Oppenheimer passed away on the state in 1967. And Frank Costello passed away on the state in 1973. On the state, on the state in 1966, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, something having to do with the casket carrying... Uh, uh, the late President John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy's aide struggling to load the casket containing the slain president aboard Air Force One is an enduring image. But, of course, what happened to the casket? So apparently they must, something, something must have happened while they were trying to load it up. So that is a mystery, of course, indeed. Today in movies and television history, on a day in 1905, Frank Wittigkind's play Hedala Oder Sayan Un Haben, or which translated means Hedalia or Being and Having, premieres in Munich, Germany. Uh, two moments involving Sonia Henney. First off in 1928, she wins the Women's Figure Skating Gold Medal at the St. Moritz Winter Games, her first of three consecutive titles in the event, and she also wins her sixth straight. In 1932, she wins her, on this date, she wins her sixth straight world women's figure skating title. On this date in 1952, as we said, the fourth Emmy Awards, as, of course, the first time awards were presented based on a nationwide basis. As the Red Skeleton Show, Sid Caesar and Imogene Coco would win at this event. On this date in 1953, KOLN-TV Channel 10 in Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska, of course, a CBS affiliate would begin broadcasting. On, say, 1972, John Lennon and Yoko Ono and a week of co-hosting the syndicated, the syndicated Mike Douglas show in Philadelphia. On, say, in 1975, the second annual American Music Awards, as both Olivia Newton-John and John Denver would win at this event. And on, say, in 1979, the miniseries Roots the Next, Next Generations, would premiere on ABC. As we said, of course, ladies and gentlemen, some birth birthdays here, of course. John Travolta today turns 69. Also some passings. 
I want to say in 1895, Carl Abs, who was a professional wrestler of German descent, he was born in 1851, so he would have been about probably around the time I'm not exactly what sure what, what what when his birthday was, but he would have been possibly around 43, 44 years old when he passed. On his date in 1938, Alda Tartod Klein. An actress and nomination artist who was of Dutch descent. She was known for Rotterdam stage. She would pass away at the age of 64. On a date in 1963, Monty Blue, a silent film actor born right here in America, best known for the movie Apache, would pass away of a heart attack at the age of 73. And on a date in 1966, Robert Rawson, a screenwriter, producer, and director born right here in America. He was born in 1908. So he would have been he would have been somewhere in the neighborhood of around fifty-seven to fifty-eight years old when he passed. So weddings, as we said, of course, nineteen thirty-seven, Mary Astor would marry Manuel de Campo in Yuma, Arizona. On a date in nineteen seventy-seven, actor Peter Sellers, as you know, Inspector Clouseau from the Pink Panther movies, who was fifty-one at the time, would marry for the fourth time British actress Lynn Frederick, who was twenty-two at the time. In Paris, on say 1994, actor Joe Pantaniano, Pantaniano, forgive me if I mispronounce that, who was 41 at the time, would marry model Nancy Shepard, who was 31 at the time. On a say in 2001, comedian Kathy Griffin, who was 37 at the time, would marry computer administrator Matthew Moline, who was 32 at the time, at the 360-degree restaurant in Hollywood. In all the state in 2012, activist and contributor for ABC News, Elizabeth Smart, who was 24 at the time, would marry Matthew Gilmore, who was 22 at the time, in Hawaii. Now let's go to your music history and birthdays right here. On the state in 1735, as we said, the first opera performed in America, Flora, uh, of course, was performed in Charleston, South Carolina. Two moments in 1902. First off, Jules Massenet's opera, uh, Le Gondure de Notre Dame, premieres in Monte Carlo. Also, the opera known as Hunchback of Notre Dame would premiere in Monte Carlo, which is probably what they were talking about right here. On a say, 1903, in Dahomey, in, in Dahomey the first African-American musical to perform on Broadway opens at the New York Theater, starring George Walker and Burt Williams with music by Will Marion Cook. On the state in 1906, Vincent D'Indy's Diet a la Montaigne would premiere in Paris. On the state in 1927 is the first United States radio broadcast of Cities Service Concerts. On the state in 1930. Uh, Richard Rogers and Lorenz Hart's musical Simple Simon premieres in New York City. And also in 1947, Giancarlo Minotti's opera Telephone also premieres in New York City. Some other birthdays in music, as we said, Yoko Ono turns 90. John Travolta, keep in mind, of course, he did sing in the movie Grease. Uh, today turns 69. And Dr. Dre turns 58. <clears throat> Uh, some passings in the world of music. 1745, Nicola uh, Fago, forgive me if I mispronounce that, a Bar Baroque composer of Italian descent, would pass away at the age of 67. 
I want to say in 1790, Wilhelm Gottfried uh, Enderly, who was a composer and violinist of German descent, but also passed away at the age of 67. I want to say in 1799, Morris Haberhauer, a composer of Czech descent, would pass away at the age of 52. I want to say in 1829, Jan Kretel Kuchar, a composer, would pass away at the age of 77. Some wedding, one wedding right here, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say in 1969, Scottish pop singer Lulu, who was 20 at the time, would marry British rock musician Maurice Gibb, who, of course, I believe was part of the, of the Bee Gees. He was 19 at the time. They would divorce four years later, however, in 1973. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we go to your sports history and birthdays here. I want to say in 1899, the Stanley Cup at the Montreal Arena in Westmount, Quebec, as the Montreal Victorious defeat the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Victorious 3-2 to sweep Series 2-0 for the CAHL. I want to say in 1909, the Boston Red Sox trade Cy Young at 41 years old to the Cleveland Naps. I want to say in 1919, Cy Dennehy of the NHL's Ottawa Senators Scores a record 52nd goal. On a state in 1922, Kennesaw Mountain Landis resigns his federal judgeship to give full attention to his job as Major League Baseball Commissioner. Two moments in 1924 uh, <clears throat> involving, of course, the U.S. Figure Skating Championship. In the ladies, it was won by Ther Theresa Weld Blanchard, and the men's was won by Sherwin Badger. On a state in 1920, let's see. Two moments in 1928, of course, at the St. Moritz Winter Olympics. Both events took place here. Um, first off, Johan Grottomsbrotten of Norway wins the Nordic Combined Gold. Uh, doubles up with the 18K cross-country gold the previous day. And also Norway goes one and two in the ski jumping with Alf Anderson uh, taking gold ahead of Sigmund Rud. Some birthdays in the world of sport, as we said. Uh, <clears throat> Enzo Ferrari is born on this day in 1898. He would pass away in 1988. And Fazal Mahmoud was born on this date in 1927. He would pass away in 2005. One passing, ladies and gentlemen, of course, in one of my favorite sports, of course, here, obviously, NASCAR. We would lose the one and only, the legendary Dale Earnhardt Sr. on this day in 2001 of course of course what happened at the daytona 500 that year <clears throat> on a date in 1922 three weddings to speak of ladies and gentlemen on a state 1922 football player george hallis who was 27 at the time would marry minnie bushing on a state in 1946 major league baseball player hank greenberg who was 35 at the time would marry heiress Carol Gimble in Sea Island, Georgia. And on the stage in 1989, baseball player Steve Garvey would marry Candace Thomas while being accused of fathering children by two other women. And ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for your wrestling and your pop culture history and birthdays, of course, here for today. And of course, we will mention this, of course, here as well, as well as, of course, tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays, of course, on Monday on WCWS Raw Radio, of course, 
when myself and the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, deliver all that here to you. 1605-562-0444, caller ID uh, 141-364-POUND. It is episode 351 of WCWS Power Hour. It is 6.22 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday, February 18th, 2023. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle. Of course, taking it easy after, after a big-time week here. Of, of course, of getting all prepped to go primarily, I'm sure, for WWE's Elimination Chamber event. Some also, of course, may also be in, been keeping track with, with of course, the, with New Japan's Battle in the Valley event. <clears throat> While we have a moment here, ladies and gentlemen, let me see if we can bring this up here. Um, before we get into anything that we talked about here, of course, this week. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay, apparently, of course, I don't think, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that the show is probably going to start into a little bit later, uh, later in the in, in later in the evening. But let me go ahead and run down the matches, and I will go ahead and give you my personal predictions for this event, as well as, of course, the Elimination Chamber. Uh, first off, of course, the two pre-show matches. First off, Alex Coughlin will take on J.R. Kratos. Uh, Based, I'm basing all this, ladies and gentlemen, of course, on what I've been hearing from members of our panel, way too tough to handle, including uh, <clears throat> the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Cowboy, Clinton James Smith, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, and also the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. Uh, I am going to probably take J.R. Kratos to win this match. Uh, David Finley will be taking on Bobby Fish. This is going to be a back and forth thing here. And it was, of course, it was kind of divided between everyone over the last two nights that we were doing predictions here um, during the week for this. But I am going to go out and say Bobby Fish, I believe, will be pulling off the win here in this. Next off, the eight man tag team match, of course, Moscata Dorada, Josh Alexander, who, of course, as you know, is currently holding the Impact World Championship. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Adrian Quest and Rocky Romero, well, all four will team up to take on Kushida, Volador Jr., Kevin Knight, and the DKC. This will be a very eventful eight-man tag. Uh, of course, obviously, a lot of people will be on one side. They'll be looking at, I'm sure, Josh Alexander and possibly Rocky Romero, whereas on the other, they'll probably definitely be looking at Kushida, possibly also Kevin Knight and the DKC. I'm actually going to take team – I'm actually going to take – Dorada, Alexander, Quest, and Romero on this. I think they're, they're going to have a little bit better, bigger of a chance, but it'll all be very interesting to say the least. Uh, the strong openweight championship is Fred Rosser, who, of course, if you remember, during his tenure in WWE, he was, of course, one of the members, original members, of course, of the first season of NXT, where he, of course, was known as uh, uh, Darren Young, who, of course, later on, become a member of the tag team called the Primetime Players. He will defend that open weight title against Kenta. <clears throat> um, this is going to be a back and forth. A lot of people are really kind of thinking that Fred Rosser is probably going to end up losing the belt here, of course, at this event. Um, Rosser has been very impressive here, of course, here as of late, lately. 
However, I'll have to go out on go not 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 to go against the grain here, but I'm going to have to really say that Kenta, I think, is possibly going to be the one to dethrone Fred Roster of the Open Weight Championship, the Open Weight Tag Strong Open Weight Tag Team Championship, as the Motor City Machine Guns, of course, who is Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, will be taking on the West Coast wreck, Wrecking Crew of Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. It'll all be a big time event here, of course, without a doubt. However, I, I think I think the Wrecking Crew will give a, up a give up a pretty good fight, but of course the Machine Guns do have that, of course, that that area of expertise, of course, right here. They've been teaming up, I think, the longest. I really say they, that the Machine Guns are going to be the ones to uh, hold on to those titles. <clears throat> a next up, our loser loser leaves New Japan match between Jay White and Eddie Kingston, and if Eddie Kingston loses. He needs Jay White's permission to continue to compete in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But uh, this is going to be a kind of a back and forth scenario here. Uh, it's going to be a tough call here to make, but I'll have to go out on a limb here. I'll definitely, of course, say the Mad King himself, Eddie Kingston. So I really think he's going to be able to pull that off here. The filthy rules fight between Tom Lawler and Homicide. Uh, of course, Tom Lawler, I think, of course, with, during his time in Major League Wrestling, I think he came up with the, with the term filthy. I think he came up with the nickname filthy. Uh, still, nevertheless, here, I think it'll be a very unique unique matchup here, of course, to say the least. But I'll have to really, really, truly say, say that Homicide will be the one to pull off the win here. The New Japan uh, World TV title, as Zack Sabre Jr. will defend against Clark Connors. This will be, of course, a, the first true test for Sabre since winning the title at Wrestle Kingdom, I think. Clark Connors is, of course, a very uh, accomplished young wrestler. Um, I think Clark Connors will give Sabre one heck of a fight again, but I, I think that Zack Sabre might, be a, might, might, might kind of pull it off in the long run. I think Sabre is going to retain here. Now, of course, this is... We're coming down to the top two mat, top two matches here. That a lot of people, I'm sure they're talking about some of the others, but these are top. These are two of them right here, folks. That I'm pretty certain that they'll that they're definitely, of course, going to be kind of hinting here at some point down the road here. Um, first off, the IWGP Women's Title is Kari, of course, as we know, Kari Sane. We taking on Mercedes Monet, who, of course, as we said before. Uh, <clears throat> Um, was known in WWE as Sasha Banks. Keep in mind that she has not wrestled since last May when, of course, that whole situation happened, of course, on Monday Night Raw uh, with her and, of course, her involving her and Naomi. Uh, this is going to be a very unique thing, challenge here indeed. Uh, it's going to become a back and forth thing here. I think and Kari is going to both Kari and Mercedes are going to give a pretty good, decent run here. A lot of people, of course, I think are definitely looking forward to this to see, of course, if Mercedes Monet, not to doubt, not to doubt her abilities, of course, because she is, of course, a top-notch superstar. Of course, she has held, of course, the women's, she held the women's tag belts in WWE. She held, I think, the Raw women's title. I don't think she even held the SmackDown women's title at one point. So with that, so with, nevertheless, I really truly believe 
that I really think that in the long run here, I think it's going to be it's going to be kind of back and forth. I think Mercedes Monet may end up having a little bit of an edge here. I really think that she's probably going to be the one to pull off the win here and pick and want and become the brand new IWGP Women's Champion. But don't think for one second that's going to let that Kari is or like I said. <coughs> Excuse me, there, folks. Kari Sane is going to let up for one second. I really truly believe that she's going to give, of course, Mercedes or Sasha, whatever you want to call her, a fight. I think she's going to give her a great challenge. Um, I think I think Mercedes Monet might be just a bit too much, and I really think Mercedes Monet is going to pick up the belt. And of course, the IWGP World Heavyweight Title match, as we said, Kazuchika Okada. Who just, of course, won that belt at Wrestle Kingdom over, I believe, over Jay White uh, versus will take on Hiroshi Tanahashi. Of course, this all be this will be another classic bout, of course, here as well. Okada proved, of course, once and for all, to that he he was <clears throat> he was able to, of course, get by get by, of course, an impressive superstar, of course, in Jay White to pick up that title. Tanahashi, I'm sure, is definitely going to give him a real big of a push, a real bit of a real big, real, real big edge here. But I think Okada is going to retain this title. So we will definitely, of course, be looking at all this very carefully. And if we have any updates, of course, before we leave the air tonight, we will, of course, try to bring those here to you. <clears throat> And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and go to as you know, we do have five matches. Uh, we do have five matches, of course, for Elimination Chamber. We'll start off with the Elimination Chamber match for the United States title. Austin Theory, of course, defending the title. Against Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. Based upon, of course, somewhat I, based upon, of course, uh, what I have been seeing in our as part of our prediction title challenge, of course, this particular match that a lot of the, those who did, of course, vote um, did vote for pretty much everyone, with the exception of possibly Damian Priest. I think there, I believe. <coughs> Kind of thinking the same thing I am is that they're thinking Damian Priest is probably not going to be. <coughs> it's probably not. It's probably not going to pull off this win anytime soon. Uh, so, um, so, and of course, obviously, I think he's still going to be kind of tied down and bogged down with the Judgment Day. So, uh, so obviously, of course, he's probably not going to have any any chance of probably of, of pulling off the win here. Uh, this could be, of course, a Cinderella thing here from Montez Ford. <coughs> that this could pop it. This could happen. A lot of them are kind of aiming towards Austin Theory to retain, or they're kind of aiming towards Seth Rollins to regain it, or possibly seeing like newcomers like Johnny Gargano and Bronson Reed, obviously going after these belts next. And but nevertheless, here. <coughs> More than likely here, from what I've what I've been noticing, 
Uh, if Austin Theory does, of course, pull off a win here, it will be, of course, a miracle in itself. A lot of people have kind of aiming, and 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 Seth possibly, unless they have some 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 sort of special. Uh, <sighs> um, this is going to be kind of a tough one to say, but I really think I'm going to go on a real, real big kick here. I really, I really going to think Johnny Gargano is going to probably be able to pick up his first big belt since, of course, joining the main roster. Keep in mind that he has, he has held. He has held, I do believe, the NXT tag belts. He has held the NXT North American title. I believe he has even come close to picking up the NXT title itself. Um, but I really think that this would be a real good step up, of course, if he was able to pull off the win here and get and get a shot at the U.S. title um, and win the U.S. title. So I think Gargano is probably going to be the one that finally realized that dream. The elimination match for an opportunity for the Raw Women's title at WrestleMania 39 to see who will challenge Bianca Belair. You have Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross. And, of course, I know a lot of people are calling her Raquel Rodriguez, but I'm still calling her Raquel Gonzalez. Also, of course, Natalia and Carmella. Obviously, ladies and gentlemen, nobody pretty much is maybe one or, maybe one or two people might be picked choosing Carmella to pull this off. Unless, of course, obviously... Carmella does something to, of course, obviously cheat to win. I don't see her pulling this off here at all. And I'm sure that obviously she won't get laid by Corey Graves, of course, tonight if she doesn't pull that win off. Uh, but obviously, of course, Corey Graves is going to be, of course, uh, probably kissing her hind end throughout the whole match. Uh, unless, of course, he does it, of course, every single night on Raw. But that's, that's beside the point. And and obviously, of course, two names have been popping up here lately. I am real certain that Natalia, Nikki Cross, and Liv Morgan are going to give are going to give some humongous fights here, without a, without question, without a doubt here at all whatsoever. They're going they're going to present, of course, a real challenge. I don't really think Carmella, as I said, is going to provide that much of a challenge. Uh, she can wrestle, but I just don't think that against, of course. This this selection of girl of of of, of astounding, of course, uh, female competitors. I don't think Carmella really kind of stands a chance. So she hasn't wrestled that much since coming back on the main roster. Uh, and but the two I'm aiming towards is, is obviously Raquel and also Oscar. Of course, obviously it's going to be of course a big time. Uh, Which obviously is going to be kind of a big time, big time thing, of course. Here, indeed, I'm really going to really go on a limb here. I'm really going to say that Raquel Gonzalez earns her opportunity at Bianca Belair. I think that's going to be a humongous. I think that's really going to be a humongous challenge. I think, indeed. So I really think she's going to be the one to, to get the opportunity at Bianca at WrestleMania. And, of course, if not her, then I would say Oscar would be my next choice here for that. With no disrespect to any of the other ladies. But, obviously, these are two right now that seem to be, of course, uh, towards the long run here in this. So, 
The next one, obviously, the undisputed WWE Universal title. Uh, Roman Sucks, of course, will be taking on Sami Zayn. Of course, this is Sami Zayn's hometown. It is, of course, going to be a humongous. It is going to be, of course, one of the most hyped-up matches, of course, we have been talking about here lately. Uh, Sami Zayn, without a doubt, ladies and gentlemen, is a very accomplished wrestler. Keep in mind, of course, we're here, of course, somewhere were one of the places where he really, of course, made a good name for himself, and that was obviously Ring of Honor, where he was known as El Generico by the same time that Kevin Owens was in there when he was wrestling as Kevin Steen. Uh, and, of course, obviously, he had been on fire ever since, of course, what he did to Roman after, of course, what happened at the Rumble, uh, whenever, obviously, Roman was about ready to take out Kevin Owens. But nevertheless, here... Without, but but never to let, but never without, nevertheless, here, uh, kind of stabbing stab the bloodline in the back in the process at the Rumble, as you know. While I am going to, while a lot of people are, would, would tell me to be a little bit realistic about all this and how, of course, it kind of sickens him to even say, say this, but I'm sure a lot of folks would even say just. You would think that Roman's going to kind of retain here. And ladies and gentlemen, more than likely that might be the case here. But I've always I've always loved going for the underdog here. Um, and unless, of course, obviously, either member of the Usos or uh, Solo, Solo Sequoia gets involved, of course, here in this match. I really say that 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 this that Sammy may end up having a little bit of help here. I'm not sure about this. There, there have been some hints hinting at this, but right now I have not heard seen anything. Obviously, of course, obviously nothing official, of course, with this. But nevertheless, here, folks, regardless of about what happens, I really honestly think that Sammy Zayn may end up pulling off the win here, but. Some of our guys have even said that this may end up being a DQ victory for Sammy, and that would mean while Sammy would win the match, he would not win the titles, that Roman would, would walk out there with the belts and obviously be the one to defend them against Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. So nevertheless, here, ladies and gentlemen, regardless if, it, if he wins the belts or not, or, or if he wins the belts or if he wins by DQ, I really say that Sami Zayn is going to pull off a win here in this, because obviously, of course, a hometown advantage here is 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 big is is big time here indeed, and of course, obviously, <clears throat> Roman Reigns is not bigger than any one city, so never nevertheless here, I think that like I said, they're going to pretty much kind of boot boo him down, and I think they're really going to get way way get way behind of course Sami Zayn in this and so Roman of course obviously is just it's just simply is simply going to have that probably on his conscience during this match so nevertheless here I really think Sami Zayn regardless of the outcome Sami Zayn is going to somehow get some sort of victory in this match 
The next tag team match, as we said, Ed, Edge and Beth Phoenix. We take it on Finn Balor and Rio Ripley because Rio Ripley is a man. Obviously, of course, you may expect to see Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio, of course, who actually continues to, of course, uh, pull Rio Ripley's pants down and starts giving her a giving him her a BJ. Uh, so, nevertheless, here. Obviously, Edge and Beth Phoenix have had a lot of pent-up frustration here, leading up here towards the chamber and all that. Edge, of course, still, of course, wanting to continue to, of course, uh, obviously take down, of course, the judgment, take down, of course, the judgment day here in this match. Uh, nevertheless, here, ladies and gentlemen, That I'm pretty certain that if Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio are allowed to stay at ringside, then they're going to cause some sort of havoc and they're going to try to give the Judgment Day an unfair advantage. So never, to, but I was so I would have still, of course, regardless of that, folks. I am going to really say that Edge and Beth Phoenix are going to pull off the win here in this. Because as, we, as, as, we, as we've been able to tell, ladies and gentlemen, Edge and Beth Phoenix have not developed any sort of ring rust at all whatsoever. They still know how to, of course, get the job done. Of course, when it comes to wrestling, Edge has been wrestling there for many, many years. Of course, both, and of course, Beth Phoenix, obviously a former women's champion, one of the Tough, toughest, toughest nails, of course, female competitors out there, of course, next to, to God rest her soul in the late China. So, obviously, Edge and Beth Beans are going to have the role here in this. And, obviously, of course, Ripley is actually going to be a little bit sore going into WrestleMania where, where apparently she has already challenged Charlotte for the SmackDown women's title. So, we'll definitely have to wait and see, of course, how that will prevail. And, of course, the one match here, of course, a lot of people have also been talking about it. It finally came ahead this past Monday on Raw. Obviously, Bobby Lashley taking on Brock Lesnar. This is going to be, this has been built up here big time here, of course, back and forth here. This is going to be tough as nails here. Uh, it's been, and, of course, I can I can read a little bit about it right here, according to, of course, our Wikipedia page, where Elimination Chamber, of course, for Elimination Chamber. At the 2022 Royal Rumble, ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Lashley defeated Brock Lesnar thanks to outside interference. They had a rematch at Crown Jewel back in November, which Lesnar won, although Lashley dominated the match. At Raw is 30 back on January 23rd of this year, Lesnar returned from hiatus and cost Lashley his opportunity for the United States title. The two then competed in the 2023 Men's Royal Rumble match where Lashley eliminated Lesnar. On the February 6th episode of Raw, Lesnar appeared with a contract to challenge Lashley to another match at Elimination Chamber. Lashley came out and stated that he would give Lesnar an answer later after reviewing the contract. This prompted Lesnar to attack Ashley with two F5s. A contract signing for the match occurred, of course, this past week. And after Lashley laid out Lesnar, he signed the contract to make the match official. So... You can tell that both of them, of course, here big time here. Lashley feels that that he might have Brock's number. 
obviously Brock has not wrestled, of course, here. Uh, of course, since, uh, <clears throat> since, of course, uh, since, since obviously back in November, and obviously he is, and, and of course, obviously he had the men's Royal Rumble match, of course, here as well. So, yeah, he worked out all that ring, a little bit of ring rust that he may have had. Although, of course, the man is still, of course, like I said, tough as nails here, of course. It doesn't look like he never can ever develop any ring rust, in my opinion. I would have to go out on them. I would definitely have to say, and, of course, I'm a big fan of both of these guys because they're both, like I said, great superstars. Of course, the two, the two, the, the best strong men we've had, of course, in wrestling in quite some time. But nevertheless, here, I will definitely say that Brock, is, I think he's going to pull off a win here in this. Now, my opinions as for the best and worst match for both events. For Battle in the Valley, I would have to say the worst match would possibly have to be. Uh, let's see. Uh, I would definitely, I would possibly have to, I would possibly have to say, ladies and gentlemen, that it might be Alex Coffin versus J.R. Kratos, one of the pre-show matches. You know, I mean, the worst, that would be the worst one, I'm sorry. But the best one, obviously, I would have to say would possibly, and I'm kind of, it's kind of a toss-up between the IWGP women's title match between Kari Sane and, of course, I'll just typically just refer to it by Sasha Banks. And also the IWGP heavyweight title between Okada and Tanahashi. As for Elimination Chamber, the best match here, obviously, I would say this will be kind of a tough call to make. I would definitely have to say the best one would probably be Lashley and Lesnar. But I would think the worst one would have to be, of course, with all respect to, of course, to where this show is being held at because of one because of one of the guys involved in this match i would have to say that the worst match would be the undisputed universal title match between roman and sammy Zayn, not because of sammy but because roman and paul Heyman are only involved and you know that the usos and solo sequoia will definitely somehow be involved in that of course there is no question about that at all so, ladies and gentlemen, we will definitely, of course, keep you informed as far as we have not heard anything official here as of yet, but we will let you know, of course, uh, when we find out something about any, any, of course, any of any um, action, of course, obviously that had, that uh, that does take place for both match for both shows, which I'm sure they're, they're going to begin them underway here, of course, very, very soon. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as we go into 6.49 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, February 18th, 2023, uh, let us now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, take, check out any wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. We'll go ahead and point out, ladies and gentlemen, that, of course, the radio network, as always, thanks our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us to, to read our, their stories on all of our shows. <clears throat> of course, in, <coughs> excuse me, in addition to, of course, ladies and gentlemen, right here on uh, Power Hour, 
Also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, as well as WCWS This Morning, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And we hope in 2023, ladies and gentlemen, we definitely hope uh, we'll be able to, of course, get our other shows up and going. And 411 Mania will definitely be utilized, of course, in that respect. And also, we'll, 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 we will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, read several wrestling stories. And also, to be fair, ladies and gentlemen, starting next, starting tonight, we will, uh, um, Um, we will read several stories, of course, on the wrestling front, and we'll also, if we have any pop-up, of course, um, um, any pop culture stories that, of course, that, 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 of course, are making the rounds here as well. Uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and bring it. And if we go, of course, past the 7 o'clock hour, that's okay. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. As Heyman Adam Page also almost got detained at, board, at the border before this week's edition of AEW Dynamite. During a signing for high spots via Fightful, Heyman Page revealed he was almost detained <clears throat> at the border before this past episode of Dynamite. He said, I almost got detained at the border last night. I might have ended up in Mexico by accident. I still don't know, but I had to go through a border crossing. Someone in the car who was not an American citizen didn't have their passport. I flew into San Antonio and drove two and a half hours to Laredo because Laredo would have been three flights, and that's too many. If you're from Laredo, you tell me how I went through a border crossing without crossing the border. I don't know. We almost got detained, but I'm here. I'm not in prison or in Mexico. So... So, so those that might know this a little bit, uh, another another story we bring here, of course, on the wrestling front. Joseph Lee posted this tonight, as Tom Lawler calls out Ian Riccoboni for not hyping his match against Homicide at New Japan's Battle in the Valley. In an interview with Fightful, Tom Lawler called Ian Riccoboni for not promoting his match with Homicide at New Japan's Battle in the Valley tonight. And of course, this event will happen. Of course, this event will take place at 10 p.m. Eastern, so it will be, won't be on until a little bit later. So that's obviously, of course, we'll probably have to be finding out a little bit later. Lawler said the following. I'm pissed off because yesterday I go on Twitter and there's a big something to me. This is a big New Japan Pro Wrestling event happening this weekend. It's kind of the first show since the rebranding and restructuring of Strong. To me, someone that has been one of the hallmarks of New Japan Strong, it means a lot to me. I go on Twitter, and we have some great staff in New Japan, great wrestlers, great commentators. Kevin Kelly is awesome. I love Alex Kozlov, Ian Riccoboni, very talented. He puts out a preview of the show and says, hey, this is Mercedes, this Mercedes versus Kari match sold out the show. And now it's only gotten better because we've added all these matches. Okada versus Tanahashi, Clark Connors versus Zack Sabre Jr., West Coast Wrecking Crew against the Machine Guns, Kratos against Coughlin, Rocky Romero in an eight-man tag, David Finley versus Bobby Fish. There was one match that Ian Rick and Bonnie doesn't mention on there, and it's my fight. The Filthy Rules fight with Homicide coming up. 
Rikabani, awesome, talented guy. But I was here. I was in New Japan, in New Japan strong before he ever was. The fact that I don't take it personally, but professionally, I'm pissed off. My name should have been up there with the likes of Mercedes and Kari, the Okada Tanahashi, with Clark Connors and Zack Sabre Jr., with all these other names. Quite frankly, I don't feel like I'm getting the respect I should have for my work the past few years. Maybe it's just a small microism of it, but the fact that it even happens leads me to believe that I have a lot of work to do. I'm not around just to be the best on Saturday at New Japan. I'm not around to be the best at New, New Japan Strong. I'm around to be one of the best professional wrestlers on this effing planet. Saturday against Homicide, the fans of New Japan who haven't gotten to see a different side of me, they're going to see it. Everyone else is going to see it too. What what they are what are they going to see? They're going to see that filthy Tom is one of the best professional wrestlers on planet Earth. Tune in. So so obviously, of course, I'm sure this might be addressed. I'm sure Ian Riccoboni will definitely say something. Of course, as you know, Ian Riccoboni, of course, obviously was also, of course, one of the voices of Ring of Honor, of course, before it was bought by Tony Khan. And of course, he was even on, of course, on there the last time was just recently, of course, when they had the special tribute match in honor, of course, of the late Jay Briscoe. Another story, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, Jeffrey Harris posted this tonight as WWE is reportedly looking to sign Kenny Omega. As previously reported, it was rumored that WWE is looking to sign a much bigger free agent at the moment than Jay White. According to a report by WrestlingNews.co, the free agent that WWE is interested in is AEW star Kenny Omega. Per to the report, Omega's AEW contract has expired, or is expected to expire expected to expire soon. Omega and the Young Bucks previously had talked to WWE before ultimately signing with AEW in early 2019. According to a recent report by Fable Select, Omega's AEW contract was slated to expire in early 2023. While the report noted that AEW has a clause in Omega's contract that could add time to the deal due to all the time Omega missed in 2022 due to injury, AEW sources indicate that they don't think any time was added to Omega's contract as of yet. Additionally, Omega is said to have good talent representation and potentially adding time to his contract may not be a slam dunk for AEW. The report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter notes that the free agent WWE is currently looking to sign is, is even a bigger priority for them than even Jay White. Currently, Kenny Omega is still part of the AEW roster and holds currently holds the AEW trios titles along with the Young Bucks. They were victorious on last night's edition of Rampage, defending the titles against Top Flight and AR Fox. Omega also currently holds the IWGP United States title in New Japan Pro Wrestling. As you know, he did win that belt from uh, Will Osprey, if you, if, you, if you, of course, recall that. <clears throat> Another story, of course, right here. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here last night as Tony Khan talks about AEW's house rules uh, for live live events and also plans for releasing the first live event footage. Tony Khan has taken AEW on his first live event tour next month and recently talked about the upcoming tour and more. Khan spoke with the Sports Guys Talking Wrestling podcast and here are some highlights per FIFA. On their house rules live event plans, Tony says, we have these great opportunities. We have a great team working on it. We've had great AEW live events. 
I've worked closely with Raphael Morifi and the team for a long time. Now we have on top of that, we brought in Jeff Jarrett, who's one of the greatest minds in pro wrestling on the promotional side, but also in the ring. What a strategist. Truly still one of the best. He, he's come in and been a great wrestler for us. I have so much respect for his mind in and out of the ring on the wrestling side and promotional side. He's had a great impact on our live event business. He's a great person to have in our locker room. The house rules is the next step. I started this movement, and that's why I wanted to work with him. On the house always wins footage. Tony says, Raph and I put on an event with our team in Jacksonville, our first house show. The house always wins. It becomes it, It's become almost mythical because I never released a tape. I've been waiting for the right time. People still talk about the main event for the TNT title, Darby Allen against the Butcher. The Butcher ended up getting get injured. He had a hand injury. that not only put him out of the music business, but also out of the tag team and wrestling business. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we do have this episode from this past Tuesday uh, of the Sports Guys Talking Wrestling, um, in which they, of course, preview Elimination Chamber. Also, they talked to Tony Khan of AEW. Uh, you can check out this. You can check out this episode through Apple Podcast, or you can, of course, play it from this particular page. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here last night as a spoiler. It's been popped out on a match report that has reportedly been confirmed for WrestleMania 39. A new match has been confirmed for WrestleMania 39, according to a new report. PW Insider reports that the expected match of Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins is 100% set in stone for the two-night pay-per-view, which will take place on both April 1st and 2nd in Los Angeles. Paul versus Rollins was set up at the Royal Rumble, where Paul eliminated Rollins in the men's Rumble match. Since then, Rollins has been taking shots at Paul on social media and in interviews, including an appearance on the Pat McAfee show. WWE has not officially announced Paul versus Rollins for WrestleMania. Our next story, of course, right here came out last night from Joseph Lee. As Trish Stratus was reportedly planned for last Monday's uh, um, episode of Raw. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that at one point Trish Stratus was scheduled to appear on this past Monday's episode of Raw. However, their appearance was canceled due to a recent injury to Dakota Kai. It appears that WWE may be trying to build Becky Lynch, Stratus, and Lita versus Damage Control. That match or any match involving those women is not planned for Elimination Chamber. However, the angle isn't dead at this time and is still planned. It's unknown when such a match could happen. However, as... Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, or a lot of people might know her as Io Sky, but I still call her Io Shirai, are reportedly set to defend their titles against uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. So, so we will keep you informed, of course, about that uh, when the time comes. Joseph Lee posted this story last night, as we, and then we'll go to some pop culture stories. 
as we have an update on the schedule conflict for John Moxley, who was booked his booked for an AW house show on the same day as the OTT Scrapper Mania Seven. It was reported back in January that John Moxley would appear at OTT Scrapper Mania Seven in Dublin, Ireland. A month later, AW announced a new live event tour called House Rules with the first event in Troy, Ohio, also featuring John Moxley. The problem is that both events are scheduled for March the 18th. Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that OTT found out about Moxley being booked for AEW at the same time that everyone else did when AEW announced it in a press release. There's no word on Moxley's status yet. OTT contacted Moxley about appearing, and he said he would if AEW approved it, which they did. Then the house show was announced. In a statement Promoter Joe Cobbery says, We understand there is some confusion on John Moxley's appearance at Scrapper Mania. We are working with AEW and should have news coming soon. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's check out some pop culture uh, stories here. That <clears throat> um, Let's check out, of course, some, some uh, as of course, we may only have possibly like a couple of stories uh, to bring you here. As we did, of course, talk about some of these, some pop culture stuff here earlier uh, in the week on Outside the Ropes here. Uh, uh, our first story, our one pop culture story is, came out, of course, yesterday from Jeremy Thomas. As Disney pushes the movie The Marvels, to November. The Marvels will take flight four months later than planned with the MCU film pushed to November. Deadline reports that the Nia DaCosta directed sequel to both Captain Marvel and the Miss and the Miss Marvel Disney Plus series will now release on November 10th as opposed to its July 28th release date. Details aren't yet known about the plot for the film, which does star Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan, Tiona Paris as Monica Rambo and Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Moving up to the July 28th release date is Haunted Mansion, the Disney theme park ride inspired film that was directed by Justin Simeon and does star Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis, Owen Wilson, Jared Leto, Winona Ryder, Dane DeVito, Rosario Dawson, uh, Dan Levy, Lakeith Stanfield, and Tiffany Haddish. The film is described as follows. A single mom named Gabby hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help exercise their newly bought mansion after discovering it is inhabited by ghosts. So, but of course, obviously, obviously, of course, we did not know the other than, of course, moving the Haunted Mansion movie to July 28th. We have no other other reason. Of course, why the Marvels was moved, other other than I think that might that, that might account for the actual reason. And another story which came out, I believe, on Thursday, I believe, yes, as Keanu Reeves will jump into action in the final trailer uh, for John Wick Chapter Four. The final trailer for John Wick Chapter Four is officially online with Keanu, Way, Keanu Reeves. Sorry laying waste to a cadre of enemies and more. Lionsgate released a trailer, of course, this past Thursday for the movie. You can see it right here. The movie arrives on March 24th and does star Keanu Reeves, 
Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, Lawrence Fishburne, Hiroyuki Sonata, Shamir Anderson, Lance Reddick, Rena Sawayama, Scott Atkins, and Ian McShane. The film is directed by Chad Skaleski from a script by Shay Hatton and Michael Finch. It is described as follows. John Wick, who is, of course, Keanu Reeves, uncovers a path to defeating the high table, but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces and and and, and, and forces that turn old friends into foes. You now we do have the trailer right here for John Wick Chapter 4. We will post that, ladies and gentlemen, in the Entertainment Cavalcade page if you wish to, of course, check that out. And we we may be able to let's see if we can get one more here for you, ladies and gentlemen, before we leave, of course, for the for the as of course a lot of these let's see. Um, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much majority of of all that we that we of course have right here. Um Yes. Okay. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. That's obviously, of course, uh, that's pretty much all that we got here. There, of course, in those stories here. Um, but we do, of course, thank Four Eleven Mania for allowing us to read, of course, those stories, of course, of both on a wrestling and pop culture level. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for listening in here to uh, episode 351 of WCW US Power Hour. <clears throat> Keep in mind, tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen, around the eight o'clock, eight a.m. hour, the eight o'clock a.m. hour uh, tomorrow morning, eight oh five eight six one three pound. Do not do not miss WCW US this morning, as I will be bringing you, of course, tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We will have the official results from both Battle in the Valley and also uh, the Elimination Chamber. Also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> uh, we will run down, of course, our programming for, of course, the week here in the radio network. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will mention any uh, wrestling stories, of course, courtesy of 411 Mania as well. Be sure to listen to us, of course, uh, tomorrow morning starting around the 8 a.m. hour. Of course, right here as part of the WCWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. We always urge everyone to check out all of our groups on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, where we continue to add a lot of great stuff. Uh, some stuff recently added to Preservation of the Past, the Game Show Alley page, also, of course, the Video Vault. Uh, also, some of our newest groups, including uh, MLWS Major League Competition, as well as No Respect, the Domain of Dangerfield, and also the WCWS Television Network. Sure, check out a lot of those lots that we have posted on there, and we can, will continue to work on getting a few more things added on, of course, as well, so everyone can enjoy can can enjoy all of it as well. I do want to say a special thank you to the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo for helping out, of course, with that respect and getting some stuff posted uh, in our new. Uh, Group our new group, of course, no respect. The uh, domain of Dangerfield, which is a tribute to the late comic Rodney Dangerfield, of course, 
<clears throat> but we urge everyone to, of course, check out everything. Uh, check all that out here, of course, as well. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will. Um, we will be, of course, um, between tomorrow and before Raw Radio on Monday. We will have the official results of the, of, of course, our triple threat prediction title challenge, which did include last Saturday's NWA Nubset event. And also, of course, tonight's Battle in the Valley and Elimination Chamber events. And we'll let you know who, of course, wins, uh, wins of course, the, the title challenge. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll let you know, we'll let you know about, uh, of course, some of the championships that will be, of course, decided. As we said, the NWA US Nuff Said Championship, which I do believe we do have that belt. And we are still, of course, uh, working on trying to find about where. Find out, of course, if anyone is currently holding that championship. Uh, <clears throat> also, of course, keep in mind, we are working on possibly a brand new WWF US championship belt. Also, a possible new NJPW US championship belt. And also, of course, possibly several uh, belts from our new MLW US uh, tr uh, tribute represent the MLWS tribute group, of course, as well. Those that I can mention here, ladies and gentlemen, we do have, of course, I do believe now, I have not updated it yet, but I do believe we have now 14 people that are taking part here in this, regardless of how many matches they have, of course, officially signed up for. And that's, of course, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, Rod Hancock, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Cowboy, Clinton James Smith, the King Club's Mitt, Mitt Patel, uh, a, a member of, of course, uh, a couple, several of Clinton's uh, Facebook chat, Facebook chat boxes, uh, Antoinette and Clayton Bates, um, Ian McWilliams, as well as Todd Robinson, KT Michener, uh, Kayla Weaver, also Danny from Oak Park, and I do believe even just recently, Quentin Davis has also thrown his name in the hat here as well. So, like I said, there is still a little bit of time here to get your votes in for, of course, all those all the matches there. So be sure to get your name in the hat here for uh, if you have not voted yet, you still have time as Battle in the Valley <clears throat> will not start until 10 p.m. Eastern time, of course, here tonight. And also, and also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, Elimination Chamber, of course, is, it will be, of course, uh, be popping on here, of course, here very, very soon. Uh, <clears throat> and keep in mind that everyone, of course, involved in the title challenge will automatically have one point going into this because of the fact that last week's NWA Nuff Said event, even if they did not vote for it, it's all part of the title challenge, of this particular title challenge that there was a, another match added on to the card. We did have 13 matches originally listed, but there was an additional one added right around when the show officially started. So they so officially the, their count was like 14. So everyone, since I did not have, we did not have any prior knowledge or have time to get any official votes in for that particular match, everybody did automatically receive one point. So so even though I'm sure, guy, I'm sure those like, uh, uh, Kayla Weaver and Danny Vermont Park, Quentin Davis, and possibly a few others did not, of course, uh, get uh, did not get 
did not vote for anything involving NWA, enough said they will still get the point, nevertheless. So, like I said, everybody will have, of course, be all be tied at one point each, of course. And, of course, we will add everything up, of course, from, of course, last week's Enough Said event, as well as, of course, Battle in the Valley and Elimination Chamber with the winner, of course. As we, And, of course, we will let you know who wins and everything like that. Even, of course, if it's not tomorrow, it will be, of course, Monday on Raw Radio. And we will let you know, of course, who pulls that off. And we'll let you know about what the matches will be for this coming week in our Trivia Championship Series uh event of course held at the wcws trivia arena as we of course call it so i'll be some great matches there without a doubt indeed <clears throat> so until then ladies and gentlemen enjoy both battle in the valley and elimination chamber if you haven't got any more votes in of course you still have a little bit of time to get them in so be sure to of course uh drop in of course on there and vote on at the on the pay-per-view prediction center fourth down facebook page <clears throat> uh, of course, right now, uh, you still have time for Battle in the Valley. I'm not sure about Elimination Chamber, but Battle in the Valley, you still have time, of course, as well. There are links on the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page if you wish to, of course, you need to look at some sort of guide to, of course, uh, get to get your, um, if you need to, of course, have an idea as to what the matches are for both events. I'm sure some people may know that, but. Just be sure to get those in there, of course, as soon as possible. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We'll talk at you tomorrow morning on WCWS this morning. <clears throat> until then, of course, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much. Please take care and please stay safe out there here, folks. Let's continue to say a prayer for those, of course, going through a lot of the uh, some very serious situations here, of course, including the other week, of course, with the earthquake that hit Tur- Turkey and Syria. Also, of course, the, the situation going on with the train deal, derailment in Ohio and, of course, what's been going on there. Also, of course, like you said, ladies and gentlemen, we did have, of course, uh, several, of course, uh, uh, famous folks here, of course, pass, as we did here, of course, this week. At legendary actress Raquel Welch passed away. We did hear last night that legendary actress Stella Stevens passed away last week. Uh, but nevertheless, here, folks, be sure to say a prayer for all those, of course, affected and, and all. Uh, but until then, here, folks, please take care. Please stay safe out there. Please enjoy, of course, the rest of your weekend, regardless of everything that you do here. Remember, since 2015, you're a source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCW US Radio Network. Please take care and please stay safe. <clears throat> and we will talk at you, of course, tomorrow on WCW US this morning. Take care and God bless.
This is the WCWUS Radio Network. <laughs> 